If you're talking sports, this is the matchup. Mickey Hubbard's Izzy, and we're cutting it up. Just a couple athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is, the Mickey Dizzy Podcast. What's going on, everyone? I am Zizzy Ant, your co-host. Welcome to the Mickey Zizzy Podcast, episode one, alongside Mickey Hines himself. Take it away, Mick. Good morning, man. Good morning to you. You got me ready to go. Let's go, man. It's a good day. It's beautiful outside down here in Florida. I don't know how it is in Iowa this morning, but it's oh, great. Oh, the down here or up here. <laughs> yeah, a little bit north there, bud. Just a little bit. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess, you know, the first thing we got to talk about is the elephant in the room. Uh, good old COVID-19. Oh, man, man. It's been affecting everything. It's been crazy and everybody's it's been affecting everybody's daily routine, man. It's, it's wild. I know, definitely here. They shut down all the sports, all the seniors uh, don't get to play their senior year. We don't even get a walk. We have a virtual commencement, so that's kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, I felt for, I mean, you and the guys up there specifically, but, I mean, everybody that's, um, that's a senior and lost out on everything, especially um, people missing out on uh, everything spring sports. I mean, that was crazy. I never thought I'd see that, and, uh, um, people not having graduation. I just saw was talking to um, some other people that were in high school, and they were talking about like they don't have prom or anything like that, and it's just like crazy that nobody gets to have that. But um, how has it affected you personally? Other than that, like how, I mean, now that you're graduated, you're going to be working and everything else. But is there anything else that's really affected for you? Oh, yeah. I mean, just like with the daily life, not being able to go out and stuff like that. But I mean, they do offer like it's like a Corona or COVID like red shirt. So like you could come back, which is kind of cool. I was looking into it for like some D3 athletes. Um, oh, wow. I already have like four of those stacked up for my medical research. <laughs> you know how that yeah, exactly. But, exactly. Uh, so that's cool if they really wanted to. But at this point, people are already, you know, starting to get jobs, you know, and us seniors, you know, going away from Cornell were like, we already have jobs lined up. We want to get out there. We don't have to, you know, come back and pay for, you know, especially a spring semester where we would have to take a semester off and then go back to the sport. Like, it would just be a long delay for, you know, coming back to it, which, you know, kind of stinks for everyone who, you know, is, was supposed to have a good year. I know some wrestlers were supposed to be, like, four-time All-Americans, but they didn't get to have their wrestling tournament because that got canceled, you know. Sports mm-hmm. didn't even happen. That's one of the biggest events in college sports. Like, yeah. You know, I mean, it affects me, but I mean, I think some other people have, you know, a little bit more, you know, things to lose in the sports world, which, you know, just sucks because, you know, that's the stuff I like to see. Yeah, but I mean, we got to say thanks to everybody that's a healthcare professional, man. The fact that they're out there doing that, dealing with it on the front line every day, that's always insane to me as well because we're all just in here. I mean, I'm still considered essential with the electrical construction industry, but being, I mean, other than that, I'm still going straight home and not really interacting with people, and it's just a whole different lifestyle. So thanks to all of them as well. Um, but I yes, guess we like could, you uh, said, thanks, thanks to all those people, you know, even those grocery store workers. Uh, they, you know, giving us food every day, going out. Yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. Safe. But, yeah, uh, that's a really quick uh, take on COVID, if you have anything else about that. Yeah, no, I'm good, man. Let's get to it. All right, so I think uh, I kind of want to start off with uh, the good old – if the playoffs would start today, well, technically it's supposed to start like last week, but uh, <laughs> I know, who had the gosh. best odds to win the ship? Who did you think you know was going to win the ship? Let's talk a little NBA. All right, we'll go into the NBA. I mean, I can't believe that they're – I mean, I was hoping that they were going to be and everything this week. It's like they're pushing all that back. But uh, 
Hopefully we get this year back going. But if we come back, hands down, this is LeBron in the Lakers year. I don't want to hear it from anybody else. I want to hear nothing about the Bucks. I want to hear about Kawhi owner LeBron. This is his year. It's the Lakers year. They're destined. Rest in peace, Kobe. Uh, they're dumping their money back to the relief fund. They're doing everything right. They can't lose this year. This is year if they go back. Wrong. Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. Oh my! This was what, my, uh, what you got? Who you got? Let me let me hear your side of it before oh, yeah. I really die. So this was my hot take for uh, this playoffs. I don't think that the Lakers go. They go to the uh, conference finals, of course, and but they're going to okay. lose in Game Seven to the good old Clippers. I think the Clippers is just too good of a team and well put together when they are healthy to have this happen. With all this time off, they're all going to be healthy, and even when Kawhi plays LeBron, Kawhi has beat him eight out of four times. That's including playoffs. I'm like, dude, what more do you want there? He has a better winning percentage. He, uh, let's see here. Out of the four games, the past four games they played, uh, Kawhi's put up more points on him except for one game, which I said was a little bit of a fluke. But, I mean, Kawhi just plays better than LeBron, so your boy LeBron's not going to perform well. You're going to tell me that LeBron James is not going to perform well when you're saying it's going to be game seven? Yeah, I mean, he's definitely going to put up the numbers, you know, but I think Kawhi's just going to do better. I think Kawhi's going to have a bigger influence inside the game than LeBron will. You're going to, LeBron, LeBron has the biggest influence on any team. That's why he's also going to be my pick for MVP if we were going to dive into that. Every time he's on the floor, the Lakers are ranked second in offense. The moment he gets off the floor, he's 29th. You're going to say that it's all that Kawhi is going to affect the team more. LeBron's going to affect the team more. We ain't even going to get into that conversation. But on top of that, how are you going to talk about Kawhi, 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 Kawhi? It's not Kawhi. When Kawhi was with San, San Antonio, he had three Hall of Famers around him. And now he's coming to the Clippers and he gets Paul George and a team that already made the playoffs last year. Wait, it's not about Kawhi versus LeBron. If Raptors, you're going to talk about Raptors. what? The Raptors? Had three. No, I said when he was on the Spurs. I said when he was on the Spurs. He was young. Yeah, no, he was young. But still, you're, are you counting that in the playoff series? Oh, okay, we're talking about the show. Okay. I thought you were talking about uh, in the past. We're good. Keep on going. Yeah, no. But anyway, so then um, – but now he's coming to the Clippers that was already a playoff team. You can't make it about Kawhi versus LeBron. I respect the Clippers versus Lakers because I think that's going to be in the conference finals. But when it comes down to the playoffs in a game seven specifically, like you're saying, you got to go with experience, and that's LeBron all day. See, you're talking he's, about he's, his record. Oh, about what? LeBron James, but he's not even the best player on his team. Oh Anthony my goodness! Davis is my front runner for MVP. As much as I want to hate bringing bringing in a Laker to be MVP, but he <sighs> leaves all stats except for assists on the team, Mister Yankovic. All stats. Isn't that your most <laughs> valuable player? Points, rebounds, steals, uh, blocks. What yeah, but you got to take him PER and efficiency ratings, and you know how that is. Wrong. Oh, I know he's up there. It's not like he's not. Oh, yeah. This is, has to be respected. And you can't say that LeBron would necessarily be doing what he's doing without Anthony Davis. I think he averages like six of his assists a game to Anthony Davis. So, I mean, I understand what you're saying there. But LeBron is 35 years old and doing what he's doing. For anybody to say that he's not the most valuable a person at his position, at his age, what he's doing in this day and age from time, come on. Okay, what happened with uh, LeBron last year then? Why, you know, I know he had the injury. The, uh, he got injured. Right? Yeah, I don't even want to talk about last year. He's he got injured. Good. They still could have made the playoffs when he came back. People are giving Kawhi for winning the championship. If KD plays, they don't win. 
Oh. Ooh. We can talk about <laughs> I don't like talking about the what is like, oh, if this person get injured or whatnot. But hey, I'm just saying, hey, Anthony I'm Davis just... uh, is the reason I take this Lakers team to the Western Conference Finals, and he's the, he's going to be the one balling out in Game Seven, I think. But I think they just got too many shooters, and they're going to take advantage of you know Kyle Kuz, Rondo, and Danny Green. Like I just don't think those guys are going to be those bench players to help these guys out win a seven game series. That's just okay. my mouth. Okay. All right. Hey, well, hey, hopefully just right now, I'm just worried that we even get back to an NBA season. So, as my, yeah, I mean, it's just scary and knock on wood for that. But hopefully we get back and we see what happens. If we get back, are we just going to jump right into the playoffs, you think? Uh, I think so. I think uh, they might play a few, like, startup games, you know, like five. Yeah, I think they got to do a play in, ter- little play-in tournament or something, I guess. Yeah. But the one thing I am scared about for the Clippers, my, you know, uh, team in the West, they're not going to win at all, actually. They're just going to make the finals and lose. That's my other take we'll get to here in a little oh, bit. Oh, no. But they have-, have the hardest schedule to the play to the finals, in my opinion. They have to go play the Utah Jazz, which isn't a bad squad. They got Donald no. Mitchell, you know, and no. Rudy Gobert. Uh, and, you know, Joe Ingles. I'm a big fan of Joe Ingles. Like, that's a solid squad. But they'll win 4-1, and then they're going to play Houston, which – Houston's Houston, but the big thing there, they're not going to have a center, and then that's just going to hurt them in the long run, so they're going to lose in game six. Okay. Uh, the Rockets will. Well, my, what I would say about that is that LeBron, I'm just saying, like, this is the first time ever that LeBron has ever gotten this type of rest in the middle of the season. He's getting a Dennis Rodman vacation right now. Okay. <laughs> All right. He's out there just relaxing. He's got his own workout routine. He's letting the beer grow out. He's determined if this thing gets back, we're going to see a fresh LeBron that we've never seen in the playoffs before. And on top of that, you t- I mean, the Rockets, yeah, they're going to go cold because shooters go cold when you ain't playing, man. That's just how it is. You know how it is. Yeah, they don't got the big man. Yeah, they don't got a big man down low. They ain't gonna deal. They couldn't deal with AD. They couldn't deal with the entire team. The Clippers are just so spread out, man. They can do anything. But I don't know, man. I just I know, but I'm gonna talk about the Lakers. Let's see here. I'm gonna talk about the East here. You know, my boys, the Celtics, are in there. Um, I do have two potentials with the Clippers. Do make it two potential? Like, oh, these people can make it, or this team can make it. Okay. But uh, just like with the Clippers, uh, my boy, the Boston uh, Celtics have a very tough run at it too. They do have to go play the 76ers, which is always tough with Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Tobias mm-hmm. Harris. Like They're a very good squad. Yeah. But I think Jason Tatum is going to come such a live and show people that he is an all-star and run that series. Along with Kemba, Jalen Brown, like, I'm fine. That's a mini big three we have right there. Yeah. The big thing that got to happen is our centers have got to go to work. You know, we were just talking about we need a big one. We have Daniel Thies. He's after nine, six, and six. Like, okay, that's fine. And then we have Ennis Cantor, you know, eight and seven. Robert Williams, uh, he's only averaging four points, but he's also averaging five rebounds. Like, I'm fine for a backup. And the big one, I wish Taco Fall would play more, but, like, that's okay. That's four great centers. I mean, they're not, you know, leading the league or anything, but, you know, four solid guys on there that we can rotate in. Okay. So you think it's going to come down to the Celtics and the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals? Oh yeah, without a doubt. All right, and without who's who's winning out of that? Oh, so oh, I do shit. have. Here we go. Uh, I, I don't even know if I want to hear it. So these are my like my two possibilities. So I definitely think if Jason Tatum plays the way I think he can, Celtics are going. Oh. Giannis is oh my a freak oh. of nature. Oh. But I just think Stop. the Boston Celtics have more. Stop. That's just You're like, so biased. Stop. 
I, I gotta be a little bit biased uh, on my team, but I just think the Bucks. I mean, Eric Bledsoe. Uh, he, you know, he's performed a little. Uh, you know, a few good games this year. Um, before the whole COVID thing, but I just don't. I think Kemba is going to take. You know, be a bigger advantage, along with the center. I mean, Brook Lopez isn't that big of a score, and I think that our, you know, sandwich or slash power forward. Maybe you know, if Jalen Brown goes down there. Will you know be a bigger impact, which is going to you know be a bigger impact than Giannis would. Good old Giannis. Oh, you're you're so blinded by your love of the of, <laughs> of the green. Oh man, this big C's, the Celtics. See us rise. No, no, you're not rising anywhere because you guys wouldn't even be making it to the Eastern Conference Finals if you're going to pick two teams to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. You got to say it's the Bucks in the Heat if they don't play each other before that. Because the Heat won, and I'll tell you what, that's going to be the closest series, and I can't say who's going to win that because the Heat have the Bucks number. And I'm not saying that because I'm a Heat fan. I know that's my bias. Oh, getting I was about to say. I'm not saying that's because it's my bias getting the win because if I'm going to pick a team, I'm picking the Bucks to come out the East. If they were a team, if you had to give a team um, and a player the MVP right now, you got to give it to the Bucks and Giannis just because we didn't complete the season. LeBron probably could have had a chance if it went down to the end of the wire. But, I mean, in the East, it's going to be the Heat because they have, they have that mentality. They have some experience. They got new leadership, and they can shoot the damn lights out. They shoot from the parking lot, Mickey Hines, and they will shoot all over your big man Celtics if you guys have to play. Because Jason Tatum, I agree. I think he's elite. I think he already is the all-star that you're thinking he can be. I think he's elite. And if he had the time to finish the season, he would have had some posted some crazy numbers because he was starving to. He's very good. And you have a great team. You had Jalen Brown. You do have the big boys down uh, down low. But I just don't know if they're going to be able to sustain. And when I say they, I mean Jason Tatum is going to be able to sustain that low of production in an entire playoff series already at this stage in his career. I don't think he's personally ready to shoulder the load like that. And then when we get to the finals, yes, it's got to be the Bucks going because they've demonstrated that they're the best team right now. And until somebody proves otherwise, you have to give it to them. It's just the state of the, it's just the nature of what of everything right now. But even when they get there, it doesn't matter. Whoever's coming out of the West is winning the shit. That's it. So you are definitely blinded by the light of this Miami Heat team. Are you okay oh my. in Florida? Oh my, <laughs> sir, sir, it's out here, but I'm okay. Jimmy Butler is not a leader at all. I love his tenacity of being an NBA player. Absolutely love it. But he's nowhere one of the top 10 leaders in the NBA. Oh, my. You're just one of the beat writers. You're a hater just like everyone else. That's why he loves it in Miami because we love the kid, man. Okay, we're going to go on. So if the uh, playoffs (laughs) would start today, Milwaukee would play Miami second round. Okay? You're telling me. You're right. You're beating your, you know, Bucks who are coming out of the East. You told me they'd win that? No, I said if they didn't okay. play before the Eastern Conference Finals, that's what I said. I'm just saying, you know, a die bio, how do you say his name? Abadiah. Uh, Van yeah. Abadiah. Okay, I do not, I'm not on his hype chain yet. You know, he's kind of athletic. And Bro, whatever. all right. I mean, all I got to give you is just uh, some young names. I mean, we got Kendrick Nunn, young baller. We got Tyler Hero, the draft pick that comes out shooting. And we got Duncan Robinson, who, like I said, will pull from the parking lot, and he's on fire. You cannot stop him if you leave him open. It's wet. I'm telling you. 
Okay. And then we got Jimmy Buckets. And Jimmy Buckets is a natural-born leader. The fact that you say he's not in the top 10 leaders is a disgrace. You need to stop it right now. You're about <laughs> to make me mad. I'm about to come through the phone at you, I swear. I mean, I'm just looking at it. I mean, I've seen a lot of the off-court issues with Jimmy Butler. Uh, I don't think that's a oh you know, my. off-court issues. Finals. The man carries wine around in a protected safe. That's the safest man I've ever met. Oh, my. And you're <laughs> hyping up the hero kid, right? Tyler Hero? Oh, and what do you mean hyphen him up? He deserves the hype. He de- what? Very mediocre. 13 oh. a game. 13 a game as a rookie, and he comes off the bench. I know. I'm just like, I, I get he's good, but you're, like, you're going to put the ball in his hands when, you know, Jimmy or – If he was wide open, I, I, I've said it all year just watching as a fan. If Jimmy Butler was driving in the lane and everybody collapsed, if he throws it to Duncan Robinson or Tyler Hero, I'm living with that, and I'm happy. I don't care what happens. I'm just saying he averages, you know, less points than Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart is known as a defender. He's averaging 13. He's averaging 12.9. I mean, I mean that's what I, I didn't. Say, I'm not knocking the Celtics. I'm just saying I no, don't. Saying, like, I don't think that. I think that Jason Tatum has to really shoulder a load that he won't be able to. Like, that's just all it is. All right. All right. So, all right. if you'd like to, I want to see your finals matchup. What is your finals matchup? And then we'll kind of move on with our podcast. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to go Lakers Bucks. I'm going to think it does go to a six or seven game series with the Lakers or Clippers in the Western Conference finals. But I think the Lakers pull out. And then I said it's LeBron's year, just not just for the Western Conference, but for the entire year. And it's got to be for, it's not just for Kobe, but that's a big part of it too. Um, they're just the Lakers are destined, man. They're doing everything right, I think. And we all deserve, we all should be giving Rob Palinka a little more credit than we were a few years ago. So, um, I just think they're going to meet the Bucks in the finals. So it's going to be Lakers Bucks and they're going to win because Giannis, Giannis is ready, but he ain't ready, ready yet. Okay. That is the go to uh, finals matchup. You know, obviously, I mean, you take the two number one seeds out of each conference. Yep, yep. And I mean, yeah, if you're going by the numbers, it makes sense. But I mean, I think it's more to it than that, obviously. Yeah, but I'm going to go a little bit wild. I do, like I said, told you earlier, I did have my Boston, my my boys from Boston and uh, the Clippers in the finals. And I do I do think that the the Clippers are a very, very talented team and they're either going to win it in six or the Celtics are going to win it in seven. Like, either way, I think I could see these are possibilities. And this is because Jason Tatum, quotes is going to lock up Kawhi Leonard, but he's still going to be averaging, like, 35. Like, just like how the Warriors uh, locked up LeBron. You know how oh the Warriors locked goodness. up LeBron, and he averaged, like, 35? Yeah, that's what his block ability is going to be. I'm not even – I don't even – I can't listen to this, man. Oh. <laughs> I know, that's my hot take. That's my hot take. Oh, All my goodness. have to happen – for, you know, this scenario to go down. And I think if these do things happen, I mean, it's, you know, green light for them. Did you watch the movie Blindside last night? You are <laughs> so blinded. My Lord. And my oh, my goodness. I've got to believe in my boy Kemba Walker. He's got to absolutely obliterate Patrick Beverly. Oh, and my Lord. Patrick Beverly happen. doesn't take anything from anybody. You won't be – he won't – that will not happen. And it might not happen. And my thing is, uh, Montrose Harrell, their uh, center, the Clippers. I mean, the kid's very talented. He just doesn't average, you know, the things that he can. And I think with a four-game series or a seven-game series, the kid is. And that's kind of the uh, turning point for the Clippers winning the series is how well their big men can do for the Clippers. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm done with you. I just can't. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with you. 
I told you. Right, it's let's, like my- let's go to the NFL. Let's go. Get, get me out of here. Get me out of here. <laughs> All right. Ooh. So I've had to make some edits to this because uh, we wanted to wait till after the draft. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, real quick, who's your top team in the NFC? We'll go NFC, you know. Top team in the NFC? Yep. Is that even a question? It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Come oh, on, man. Oh, my soul, he says. Do I have to spell it out for you? Tom, the GOAT, Brady, Mike Evans, O.J. Howard, Chris Goblin, and now Gronk, and your man himself, Tristan Wirfs, guarding him? Are you serious? There's nobody that's touching this offense. They're going to score 40 points a game, and Tom Brady's going to have one of his best years since when, since Randy Moss. I'm telling you right now, it doesn't even matter. Their defense was already decent. Last year, they would have made the playoffs if they didn't have Jameis Winston throwing a 30 for 30. Now he's going to New Orleans because he's probably trying to get them crab legs, man. Like, come on. We can't do this. Like, uh, we, I, I don't know who else you're going to put above him right now. Oh, yeah. So like I, said, I know we um, haven't seen him play. I give you that. I'll give you that. We haven't seen him play, but man, if they got some protection, they went and got some of their needs. They've got the weapons that Tom Brady needs. He gets rid of the ball in two seconds. Their defense is decent. They had so many one possession games last year. I think it was like five. The thirty for thirty and, guy, yeah. Kind yeah, of and, I mean, how many of those had pick sixes in them? So, I mean, man, they they were already competitive, and now it's just gonna be it's gonna be crazy. And Gronk and Tristan worse. I'm blown. Yeah. Uh, so after I had to do redo, you know, some of my list here, my top five uh, after the Buccaneers, you know, did go get you know my man Tristan. Uh, but uh, they're at my number three right now. Uh, oh. I just, I just think that, you know, they are going to be good. I get, you know, Tom Brady is the GOAT. You and me agree on that. They have mm-hmm. such a good team, but their uh, division is so tough. They got the Saints. They got the Panthers. They're going to own the everybody because I don't care. I don't think anybody else is going to be able to keep up with them except, I mean, I think the Saints can keep up with anybody, but I think the defense will be able to slow the Saints down more than the Saints will slow down the Bucks because nobody's slowing down the Bucks. I mean, I get the whole offensive, you know, explosion. Tom Brady's going to show people that he doesn't need a uh, uh, dad, Bill Belichick. Uh, Gronk is ready thing. to play again. He's just been playing in the WWE, you know, messing around and staying active. And, yeah. I mean, they have, you know, another, you know, I think the best offensive tackle in the draft coming in, ready to play. I, I agree. I agree. But, That's like, because these are all the, you know, potential. We have not seen this team work yet together. I mean, look at the Miami Heat when they had the big three first year. It was tough, right? They didn't do like to their expectations. Yeah, we I all just, know that was a LeBron choke moment. Yeah, that was just yeah. one bad moment of his career. I know. I'm just, you know, hopefully that doesn't happen with the Bucks. I wish them the best, but that's why I put them at my, you know, my number three for the next year. Like they're still going to be dominant. Don't get me wrong. They're going to, you know, put up 40, like you said, but, you know, I think it's just not a good comparison with the Heat because with LeBron coming to Miami and all that, none of them were proven other than D Wade. I mean, Tom Brady and everyone that's coming in, they're proven. I you mean, can't Brady not be proven. Yeah, Brady and Gronk are proven, and now you got them leading a group of that skill, like with that amount of skill. Yeah, Yeah. with that amount of skill and all the hunger in the world, you know what it's like to be hungry and want to ring, man. They're gonna go crazy. All right, I mean, I'm gonna go against you here. My top NFC team is the Northern Saints. I absolutely love this ball club. I think Drew Brees also has a lot to prove, not being on the All Decade team. That could be a whole nother debate about it. 
But, I mean, the kids got Emmanuel Sanders. They just got him from the 49ers. They have Michael Thomas, the best receiver in the NFL. They have Latavius Murray, the backup running back. He was a Raider, I think, last year. Five touchdowns there. And they also have uh, Alvin Kamara, an absolute stud at running back. I think the second best running back in the league. So they're going 13-3 next year. They got a pretty easy schedule uh, coming up. But they do play the NFC North, which I think is the second hardest division in the league next year. The NFC North and then, what, the NFC South? Yeah, NFC South. Mm-hmm. I mean, so they're going to be lined up against these, you know, studs of teams, and they're going to come out on top. I mean, and look at their defense. Their defense is, I mean, last year they were like 17th best for yards against, which, you know, kind of sucks. But, I mean, they have Cameron Jordan. They have your boy from uh, Once Upon a Time Dolphin, uh, Kiko Alonzo. I, think hey, that, I like that, man. Michael I do Lincoln. like that, man. Marcus Lattimore, I mean, they have the defense to help, you know, this team out if they make mistakes on offense, but I don't see mistakes on offense. That's, I mean, 13 and three Saints are going to be leading the NFC next year. You want to hear my hot take on that? All right. I don't even have the Saints in the top five in the NFC. I didn't leave. (laughs) (laughs) Sir! Enlighten you? Yes. It's simply because of one fact and one fact only. We don't even have to worry about them because they're not even coming out their own division. Tampa Bay will own the division, so we I no longer really have to worry about them. Congrats, you signed Jameis Winston, and you signed Taysom Hill to an extension. Didn't really show me anything else that's going to happen. You guys have lost by a possession for three straight years. It's going to happen again. Last so, I'm taking them out of the top. I took the, I don't even have them in my top five. I just want to clarify that one. All right. Who is your number two? You already said your number one. Who's your number two team in the NFC? Number two in the NFC. I'm going right back to the people that went to the Super Bowl, represented the NFC, the San Francisco 49ers. That's what I believe. Yes. Um, I mean, I am a firm believer, not just because I'm a linebacker, but just a philosophy standpoint that defense wins championships. And they have by far the greatest defense and then they went and added to it in the draft getting more of elite d uh it was an elite d end i honestly cannot remember his name and that's my bad but elite well no they already have Bosa. they went in in the draft that's uh elite in the first round um they have a powerful rush game. I mean, any team that can run the ball like that is going to just hound away the defenses and makes it hard on anybody. And if Jimmy G figures it out, they have some weapons at receiver. They have Sanders. I mean, he can throw the ball. And we've seen him have games where he explodes for 15, four times. But if he figures it out and can stay consistent and they can really rely on him rather than just having to run the ball, that team is absolutely dangerous because nobody is like, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree with you. I do have 49, uh, 49ers here uh, at second. Mm-hmm. I do think Jimmy G is a little bit overhyped. I know. It's I agree. Wild, I agree. But I think if he figures it out, wa- watch out. Yeah. Oh, of course. I mean, the kid threw 76 yards in a playoff game, and they still won That's that rushing game and because of the oh best defense, in my eyes, in the league right now is the San Francisco 49ers. Yes. And it also helps. I mean, we talk about, you know, uh, Nick Bosa, Richard Sherman, all the big names. I mean, even Fred Warner, he had 89 tackles, three sacks, three forced fumbles, and a pick. Like, that's a pretty good, you know, especially, you know, for not being the well-known name on a defense, pretty good stats. Yeah. And then you also have on the offensive side, you have more set. You have uh, Matt Breida, or however you pronounce his name. Breida. They're good. I get that, you know. 
But the thing is, they have, you know, Debo Samuel, which, you know, he had three touchdowns, 800 yards, nothing too crazy. But George Kittle, I mean, another Iowa guy, so I'm a little bit biased, but he is the best tight end in the league, all right? A thousand yards last year, receiving five touchdowns, and the kid's a blocking tight end, a blocking tight end, and he's doing that on the uh, receiving end. Is he still the best in the league with Gronk coming back? Oh, I th- I just think because Gronk's been out for two years, you know how hard it is. He's only been out one season. Like- okay, well, one season. Yeah, so I, just, yeah, you know, I guess I don't think uh, basically we'll like see. two years. But... Yeah, we'll see how you know how he does when he comes back. He's gonna be thirty-one, you know. And for I don't think he'll be as dominant, but he's still gonna be a top five tight end in the league, especially with his boy Tom Brady. So. Okay. I agree. All right, uh, my number, All right and, uh, my number three yep. is the uh, way I already talked about. Yeah, it's the Bucks. Sorry, I had a yeah, the Bucks. And my number four is actually the Seattle. Okay. Bucks. Okay. I I just think they're gonna go uh twelve uh twelve and four. They have a pretty easy schedule as mm-hmm. well. Um, they do go play the uh. What is it? AFC East? Yeah. So, you know, that weaker division with Tom Brady out of it mm-hmm. now. But, uh, I mean, look at it. They're one of the most successful programs we've seen in the NFC. They're a little bit youngish with Pete Carroll leading the way. Javadion uh, Clowney uh, is one of their you know, studs. Uh, Shaquille Griffin, I think he is, you know, a baller. And the Super Bowl MVP, Bobby Wagner, is still on the team leading that defense. And they're still a young D. And then their offense. They have uh, their running back and eh, the Carson kid. I'm not too, you know, I'm not on the hype train, but, you know, Ty Lockett and T.K. Metcalf are phenomenal. He had 900 yards, seven touchdowns as a rookie. Like, D.K. is a beast. And I just think, you know, they've proven themselves. They have all the pieces to have another successful team. Yep. I mean, I'll stay with the Seahawks because that's who I had at number three. I thought that Russell Wilson, for the most part, I was convinced for, I would say, probably – 85% of the season that he was the MVP of the entire season. Um, up until Lamar Jackson's last couple outings where he just blew up the stats and it was kind of just you couldn't compete against it. But And all everything he did on the ground. But still, like I had Russell Wilson as the MVP last season for the most part. And then, like you said, Tyler Lockett. DK Metcalf is absolutely real. Put a, Certified, put a stamp on him. He is going to be real this second year when he comes out. Um, they still got the Chris Carson de- back there. Um, is Josh Gordon back with them? I know. I don't know if that whole situation. You never know with that. But with him coming back, yeah. if he can stop smoking the ganj, um, he will. Uh, I think that he'll be clutch in certain situations and people sleep with him still. Um, but of course, obviously, Bobby Wagner. And then they're going to go and draft Jordan Brooks on top of that. Another stud linebacker to put right next to him. I mean, man. They're, oh, yeah. they're going to be they're, – they're something else. I think they're dangerous, and that's who I had at number three. But I'll move to my number four. And even though they had the worst draft, it was – I have the Green Bay Packers. At number four. Oh, man. By the oh, way, go. oh, man. All right. First out, first, first off, my man Aaron Discount, double-check Rodgers, is going to be so mad all year. And unless he gets traded sometime like during the season because of how mad he is, he's going to absolutely light the league on fire. He could already still create magic. He just didn't have a, a whole lot of help other than Devontae Adams. I think that Valdez Scalding and other people are decent, but just not the not anything compared to some of the other weapons that some of the top quarterbacks have. Um, also, they only it was a first year coach last year. First year coach, you make an NFC championship. It's a whole new system. The team's still learning it. I know you have one of the best in the business, a Hall of Fame QB leading it. 
But I mean, no matter what, it's a first year in a new implemented system and you're still going to NFC championship. That's impressive to me. Um, I think this is the best defense Rodgers has probably ever had. They went out and drafted some more defense. I know I'm not going to talk any more about the draft other than the fact that like if we, whenever we get to the Jordan Love situation, holy, oh my God. Um, but I had that written down. I just said if they drafted a wide receiver, they could be super scary, but they, they didn't do that. So, I mean, I still think they're a solid team. They went to the NFC Championship still on a new system with a Hall of Fame quarterback with no weapons. They added a running back that could produce something. Maybe they go get a trade. Who knows? Um, maybe Devontae Adams doesn't get hurt. And I don't think anybody else in the division has done enough to overtake them, so to really threaten them for anything. So um, that's just my take on that. All right. So as you know, I'm going to repoint out, my number one is the Saints, two is 49ers, three is the Bucks, four is the Seahawks. And at number five, you know, because it's right after uh, your Green Bay Packers, I guess, being number four, which is we'll get to this right now. At number five. I have. You know who I'm about oh to Oh, my. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. All right. Now, hear me out. Let me talk, you know, some things out. So, I already know. I mean, two years ago, they were NFC North champs. They were, you know, a favorite to go, you know, to the NFC championship. Granted, you know, I don't want to speak the name of the DD. Ooh, do not want to say that. You know, it brings, oh. you know, nightmares. Oh. But anyway, oh I don't even have your Green Bay Packers that you oh, just oh, chose oh. to be the number four in my top six. The Vikings are six. And then the Bears oh, are my gosh. They're, not even, they're the third best team in oh, the division, my. in my honor. Let me speak on oh. So, oh. the Bears. So, we already know the wide, uh, the quarterback controversy, that being between my man, 10 God, Mitchell He's Trubisky, not the man. And... Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles. I mean, it's kind of nice to have Nick Foles as a backup. What do you mean? He's about to be the starter here soon. I don't want to hear that. Well, we'll see. Uh, my thing is, Mitch is going to – the better quarterbacks going to come out of the situation because they're going to have to compete for the starting spot on an NFL team. And they're both great. I mean, Nick Foles has shown it, and Mitch has the potential to. All right? So, you know, whoever it does, whoever it may be, they're going to be the best quarterback for, you know, for the job, which good. I mean, we're going to have the best quarterback, you know, possible for you know the things that we have on this roster then let's go into our running back court we have a dual threat running back with that being Tariq Cohen which is our kind of flex you know slot uh, running back who can catch the ball and David Montgomery out of ISU almost a thousand yards last year he had about 890 about 900 yards and he had six touchdowns and that was him with him being the backup running back kid's gonna start next year I'm a big fan of David Montgomery he's a gritty kid he likes you know put his head down and say hey I'm getting you know three four five yards Okay, at the receivers, we have Allen Robinson. This kid said he wants to end his career in Chicago. 1,100 yards, seven chuddies. Like, if we can get him the ball more, we're going to be more successful. I respect him because I had him in fantasy, and he did he did ball. He did ball. Balling. And then, you know, of course, we have Cordell Patterson, you know, the, the jet sweep guy. And then uh, Anthony Miller from Memphis. I mean, he, he's, you know, he had a decent year last year, but he's going to have a better one next year. And then. At tight end, the old man Jimmy. Oh Graham. my goodness! Stop! Okay. I'm excited. He's nothing. He's dust. He's too. literally dust. Slid his throat and watch the dust come out. I swear. <laughs> if anything, we did this draft uh, the tight end from Notre Dame out of the draft, and they can really work together, and he can be a mentor for him. You know, mentor this rookie to play. You know, majority of the downs, and Jimmy Graham comes in and gets to those high balls. I mean, that's what he's done all you know his career. I'm really excited for our tight end spot. But that does not bring in, you know, our beast of a defense. You already know. 
we already added Robert Quinn, who's way better than uh, Leonard Floyd, who we let go so that we could get Robert Quinn. He had the similar stats as Khalil Mack. And as we know, Khalil Mack is one of the best defenders in the league. So we have the two, you know, best linebackers, I feel like, uh, slash, you know, edge rushers in the league. Eddie Jackson, of course, is a stud. Hakeem Hicks, who was injured pretty much all last year, is coming back. You know, he's going to be fresh, ready to get at it. And at the end of the day, like, we have that front seven that's going to be the core of our defense, which I'm really excited for. And our schedule, low-key. I mean, granted, we do have to go run through the uh, NFC South, but we play the Lions twice, we play the Vikings twice, and I think we're beating Green Bay twice this year. That's going to give us a good record, and we'll probably go a couple four, um, probably 11-5. But uh, I'm excited because uh, at the end of the day, we're going to trust, you know, my boy Tengok and uh, also Eddie Pinero as our kicker. You know, we're going to trust him to make those, you know, game-winning plays at kicker. So that's my number five team, my Chicago Bears. The Bears. The Bears, the Bears, the You're so bull. That's all it is. It's just the bull, the BS. That's all I can hear from you. The Chicago Bears at number five in the NFC. You know what? I'm just going to give it to you. I think you just threw them in there because you wanted to talk about your boys and you want a little wild card throw in there. But it's okay because I feel like the team that I'm about to say might drop your jaw on the floor because I don't think you gave them even a chance. You want to hit my number five? Before I go back and just destroy your pick of the Bears, they're going to beat the Packers twice. Are you out of your mind? Rodgers is going to go crazy on the Bears. You're talking about an elite defense? They got exposed last year. We don't know what they're going to be just yet. So, anyway. Going back to my number five, I'm going to talk about the Arizona Zona Cardinals. <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals are the fifth best team going into this year in the NFC. And you want to know why? The only thing that gets away is just the fact that they're in a tough division. But you're going to tell me that a developing Kyler Murray, that in his rookie year, to 4,000 yards and 20 touchdowns is going to be given DeAndre Hopkins a very legend. And then you're going to go and get them on defense. You're going to go get them on probably the best linebacker in the draft and Isaiah Simmons and then start shortening it up on defense. Man, do not sleep on young talent. And Kyler Murray, I thought, was great last year with what he had, but now they're going to go crazy. And then uh, we don't really know much about the like competition. Like the New Orleans, New Orleans is going to get destroyed by the Bucks. You're over here talking about the Bears. Like nobody really, like obviously, none of y'all have any idea. So I'm just going to throw the Cardinals in there, and I just I, I think that's a real stat. You gotta you gotta be real. Who has what? No, what wrong? wrong. You're over here talking about Chicago. You starting quarterback. Oh, uh, hold up. So they have to play San Francisco twice. They have to play Seattle twice. They have to play the you know the new LA Rams twice. I don't think they win two games. Oh, that stop, stop. Give them credit, man. You gotta love like Larry Legend and Hopkins. Hopkins. He creates he creates yeah, I get it. walking touchdown. I get, I get your yeah, I get John Hopkins is you know second best receiver in the league. I get that. But I just think that's crazy. But you know, I'll let you believe what you want. Uh, you're just wrong. Oh, All right. All right. 
Let's get to the AFC real quick. Uh, number one, I mean, you got to have the same one. Are you talking the defending champs? Yes. Yeah, yes, without, yes. A doubt. without a doubt. I don't even know if we even have to talk about it, but you got to give respect. Number one, no. the defending champs, Patty Ice, man. Patrick Mahomes, best quarterback in the league. MVP, MVP. Your 109 boy. career quarterback rating, 76 touchdowns to 18 interceptions. Yeah. First MVP, Super Bowl MVP under 25. And look at the weapons, Tyreek, yeah. Sammy, Kels. Uh, Kelsey, McCole Hardman, Damian Williams. They got Andy Reid as the coach. They go draft Clyde Edwards Hilaire. We don't even need to talk about it. No, they're 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 the best team. Uh, they're going to be the best team in the AFC. They, I could spit that I think they're the they're they they have to be the hands down favorites to run the AFC for the next five years, in my opinion, if they keep that offensive core. Oh yeah. All right. Number two, Number two. I'm going with the redemption year for the Baltimore Ravens. Yes, Amen. for the Baltimore yeah. Ravens. The only question is, what actual ceiling for Lamar Jackson? Can he get better? Is it possible that he gets better than what he did last year? People say he couldn't throw. He threw 36 touchdowns, man. 36 of them with six, only six interceptions. 113 freaking uh, player rating. Like, that's crazy. Most rush yards by a quarterback in a season. Better than Michael Vick. Um they and then look at the free agency moves. They tag their uh, outside linebacker with Matt Judon. That secures their pass rush. They go inside defensive end Derek Wolf. They, yeah, yep, they get Jimmy Smith at cornerback. On they're both on one year deals, so they're not killing their salary cap, but they secure solid players for at least this year. They got another D tackle on Justin Ellis, and then they go and draft Patrick Queen, who I think is the only threat to Isaiah Simmons for the best linebacker in the draft. Um, I, I know I said Jordan Brooks earlier, but I really think it's between Patrick Queen and Isaiah Simmons. Um, but, I mean, Lamar's already praising him, saying he's a little mini Ray Lewis Jr. That's probably the best comparison I could ever hear. Um, and then you got Dobbins drafted from Ohio State. Like, they're just adding weapons. They already got Mark Ingram. They already got uh, Brown out there at receiver. They're, I mean, they're, they're loaded. They're ready to go. And they just had a really successful draft. Um, they just ran into a hot team last year. So, I think they're number two. Oh, I, I completely agree. The only thing I do have to say, I mean, you have the MVP Lamar Jackson to answer your question. Yes, he's going to get better. They have a dual threat running, but you know, with uh, the Dobbins kid, right, from Ohio State and Mark yeah. Ingram. Yeah. Amazing. And, uh, I mean, Mark Andrews, he's their tight end. He's so underrated. He had 850 yards and 10 touchdowns last year. He's the, probably the top five, you know, tight end in the league. He's a very good fantasy tight end if anyone cares about that. And then finally, like you said, I really love the pickup of Derek Wolf. I mean, he had 23 tackles, but he had seven sacks, one forced fumble. Like, he's, you know, that 10th guy on the defense is going to be great for you. And they're number one in points last year for offenses in the NFL. Yes, Ravens, of course, number two. Yes. Um, and then do we, even, do we even need a debate? I mean, I know it's a debate. It's a debate thing, but, I mean, we're in complete agreement on that. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. without a doubt. So, my number three team, man, and you might think I'm jumping the gun on them. They, probably, they could need a few more years. You could be right if you're going to come at me with that. But number three, I have the Buffalo Bills. All right. Okay. All right. All right. So, uh, first off, I think you can believe in Josh Allen as a quarterback, as a franchise You there, my guy? 
Good old Zizzy, are you there? And Zizzy, are you there? We might have to call short here on the AFC. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Oh, yeah, you're good. Talk about your Buffalo Bills. Oh, so where where do we where do we leave off at? The Bills. You just talked about, you know, the Bills. Josh Allen, you got to believe in him. Yeah, you got to believe in Josh Allen. Um, His growth from year one to year two. Did I talk about that already? Nope, I did not hear that part. Okay, so from year one, I mean, 2018, 10 touchdowns and 12 picks. So, I mean, that was, wasn't great, but it's a rookie, and he's going to make mistakes. And then he comes in as a sophomore and goes for 20 touchdowns and only nine interceptions. Doubles the rate. You got a two-to-one ratio. You go and make the playoffs in your second year as a starter. You lose in overtime to the Texans in a wild card game. That's experience gained. And then your front office goes and makes all the right decisions. You got John Brown and Cole Beasley already at receiver, but you go and add Stephon Diggs. That's a number one playmaker right there. Now you're you're giving your quarterback weapons. They're doing everything the Packers are not. So um, you go and uh, you got to believe in that. I think that he's going to have a great year. I'm thinking around 30 touchdowns for the man this year. And I really think that um, on top of that, they always have a pretty stellar defense, I would say, every year. Uh, last year, there was only one team that scored over 30 on them. There was only three times where they had somebody score over 20 on them. So, I mean, if they keep it down under 20 for most part, I believe that that offense can score um, – at least 25 points a game, and then they can go out and win a bunch of games. Then in the AFC East, obviously, Tom Go Brady is not there anymore. The Dolphins, even though I love them and I rep them to the day I die, I don't think we're going to play too enough to really be 100% competitive. I don't know if Fitzy can really carry us like that. We're going to be competitive, but not. I think we still need another year or two. Um, so I think it's kind of wide open in the AFC East, and it's the Bills' year to jump out and make some noise. So I put them at number three. So I do have the Bills in my top five. They are my number five, and I totally agree with you. They have one of the best receiving cores, I think, to especially to surround a young quarterback, Josh Allen. That being Stephon Diggs, phenomenal year last year. John Brown, you know, Cole Beasley, I totally agree with that. And their defense is, you know, they got some studs on that team as well. But here's my reason why I put them at number five. You got to look at the strength of schedule. I get it. They're going to win the AFC East by a long shot. All right. Oh, don't, don't sleep on right now. I know. I'm, I'm sleeping on those Patriots. You know, I don't think they're going to have as good here. But they also have to play New England twice, which, you know, they might, you know, I have them winning both games, surprisingly, but it's going to be tough. They also play San Francisco, Seattle, your top five Arizona Cardinals for some reason, and the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> those are all tough teams. And the Chiefs. So that's five teams that are tough right there. And you know how your Dolphins do. Your Dolphins somehow beat, you know, one, you know, the top dog NFC, AFC East every year. So they're going to somehow get a dub against the Bills as well. <laughs> Due to that, you know, the schedule, and it's actually kind of tough just based on the teams that they have to play, that being, you know, five, you know, top 10 teams in the NFL. They're going 10 and 6, but they're still a top five team in the league. Yeah, I mean, they can go 10-6, and six, but all you have to do is make the playoffs, and they can make the playoffs, and that's when it really comes down to it. I think they can compete with the best of them over in the AFC right now. Uh, I don't think they have the firepower to go and necessarily knock out the Chiefs or Ravens at this point, but, I mean, they could be 
they they could surprise somebody on any given day, I guess. Oh yeah, but I'll go into my number three. My number three is the guy I've loved from the draft. I wish the Bears would have drafted him, but uh, Deshaun Watson's uh, Houston Texans. I am- <laughs> Did you say they're the number three team? Yes, in the AFC. Oh my god, they traded away their whole team, man. They don't have a team. All right, let me let me talk. I get. I get that, you know, we traded away DeAndre Hopkins, Texans did, not my, my you know, team. Uh, they traded away the second-best receiver in the league, which we talked about. Crazy. But they also did David Johnson. I mean, he does have an injury prone the past few years, but the kid's a stud. You know, they actually have a running game now. But look at their receivers. I mean, they still got Kenny Stills, Randall Cobb, and Will Fuller. That's still a solid, big-name, you know, wide receiver core. Randall Cobb had a better year than Kenny Stills. He had 800 yards and three tutties. And Will Fuller, now that he doesn't have DeAndre Hopkins, is going to explode as an elite receiver. In the was league. Randall Cobb out on the Cowboys? I think, no, he got traded or he got released. Oh, I still thought he was with the Cowboys. Straight yeah, up. he got released yeah. and got put on the Texans. So okay. then, you know, and look at their defense. I mean, you already know J.J. Watt leading the way if he can stay healthy. But this is Zach Cunningham, the linebacker they have. 99 tackles, 25 for like, – no, it wasn't 25 for a loss, but I'm like – 99 tackles? That's great. I mean, granted, because their team's always on, you know, on the field all the time for defense, but uh, pretty stud of a defense as we, you know, we can go. But, you know, I just believe in Deshaun Watson leading this crew. He is one of the best quarterbacks in the league, uh, and he's young, and he's, you know, mobile, you know, not as much as Lamar Jackson, but I mean, and they have a decent schedule. You can't tell me that division's good. The Colts, eh, they lost Andrew Luck. The Titans, which are, you know, an upcoming new good team, but they're beatable. And the Jacksonville Jaguars, please, that's two dubs right there. Oh, that's preposterous. That's absolutely preposterous. I don't know how you're saying that because you can't believe in a team that's Okay, you can't have people that are trading away DeAndre Hopkins for freaking David Johnson. You can't do that. You can't trade away the best. Like, how many touchdowns did he create for them? I understand that they still have some weapons, but David Johnson isn't like you're adding a weapon and then you're taking away one of the best ones. And how many times did DeAndre Hopkins save Deshaun Watson in a situation? It's not that Deshaun Watson isn't great. I'm not taking any way, anything away from him. I think he is one of the elite quarterbacks in the league. But I just don't think that after all the offseason moves that they made, and then I don't think they really did anything in the draft to really crazy help them either. So, I mean... Like, it's just I, – I just can't believe it. I understand that it's an easy strike to schedule, but just you yeah. can't look at this team and tell me that even the morale is there to even go out and try and win some games right now. It's ridiculous. I mean, they just play some, you know, teams that aren't, you know, top tier. I mean, they play the entire NFC North and AFC South – I mean, AFC North. So that being, you know, Bengals, Browns, Pittsburgh Steelers, they're all getting dubs. The Lions, Vikings, you know, probably the Packers getting dubs. I mean, there's six Ws right there. Um, not in, not inside your own division. So I mean, just by um, the schedule, hey, say, say what you want because of strength of schedule. I get it. You get like the playoffs. Anybody can make a splash technically, but I mean, I I I didn't even do my research on the Houston Texans. That's that's how much I didn't think about <laughs> the team in this day in this conference. So, um, oh my goodness, yeah. Moving on, number four. Who you got? Um, at number four, I do have uh, – you already know my number five was Buffalo Bills, but I have the Tennessee Titans, man. All right, I agree. I also have them at number four. Yeah, so, I mean, just looking at him, I mean, Ryan Tannehill is – you know, he had that comeback year. You know, he took over the spot for Marcus Mariota, a good uh, quarterback. And you have the best running back in the league, Derrick Henry. 
16 touchdowns, 1,500 yards uh, rushing. Um, the kid cannot be tackled. Um, they have A.J. Brown. He had a 1,000-yard receiving year. And Corey Davis, who had, you know, 600 yards receiving, two touchdowns. I mean, a good second quarterback. And that defense, low-key's raw. I mean, they got the Malcolm Butler. Remember when he had the interception in the Super Bowl for the Patriots? He had a decent year last year, you know, nine pass deflections. Like, that's pretty good. And then uh, Kevin Bird, I mean, he had 60 tackles, five interceptions, nine mm-hmm. pass deflections as well. I mean, their secondary <laughs> is actually raw. They have uh, Landry, too. Uh, yeah, I think he's a linebacker, if I'm not uh, mistaken. But, I mean, he had 45 tackles, one forced fumble, one pick. Yep. Like, the kid's raw, too. And Big Beasley, another linebacker, uh, kind of big name. But uh, this team is – they have all the pieces together. Now they just need to win. I mean, maybe a better quarterback, but I mean, they have all the surrounding pieces to make this team be good. And they have, you know, easier schedule that being similar to the Houston Texans, which I was just hyping up at number three. But uh, they're going to be good, and they're going to be kind of like that sneaky, like, oh, I know we did really good last year, but guess what? We're going to be better. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hop on the Titans, you know, uh, train here for the AFC. I mean, I know I put them at number four, but uh, I, I'm loving them. Yep. I mean, I put them at number four as well. And did you say that they could have a better quarterback or corner back? Quarter. QB. You know, okay. I mean, Ryan Tell is good. I mean, but we know they're five well, quarterbacks. Better. If anything is the issue, it is not Ryan Tannehill. I mean, if you have to go by – if you're just going by recent success and what the man has actually done right. in the league, I mean, he had the highest passer rating the entire second half of the season. And as soon as he took over, the team averaged 30-plus points for seven straight games. I mean, man, the man came out and produced. Don't get me wrong. Derrick Henry is an absolute beast. Not taking him down on the first point of contact, it just isn't happening. And you've got it right. He's got weapons at receiver: Corey Davis, AJ Brown. The defense is solid. Kevin Byer is one of my favorites back there in the secondary and throughout the entire league. Uh, you play with him a Madden a lot. He can go get the music picks. I'm telling you. But um, yeah, I mean, there's not much else to say. But I don't think the issue with either the quarterback. I think it's just the fact that. Ryan Tannehill last year didn't have the experience, and now that he has that and had to go against the GOAT, not even like it wasn't just he lost to anybody, he lost to the GOAT. So mm-hmm. it's understandable. Yeah, uh, you know, to kind of, you know, wrap up our podcast a little bit longer than what we wanted. Uh, tell me your number five. Who do you got at number five? You already know mine. And by the, oh, uh, By the way, I was wrong. It wasn't that they lost the goat. It was just that even though I'm saying the greatest in the league right now is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Um, but um, number five, I have the Chargers, man. The, uh, I really do. I have the Chargers. I have the lightning bolts at number five. Um, I don't think anybody should sleep on Tyrod Taylor. I mean, everywhere he has gone, they have. He had a winning record. Um, he just got- he was never given a chance again. Um, but their offense is loaded as long as they work on their own line. And then if they if Tyrod didn't work out, they still went and drafted a safety a safety valve of Justin Herbert. And if he gets some backup experience, he could be great. And then um, hang on. Yeah, I didn't lose you. And then they also drafted Kenneth Murray, who was another great linebacker to help them on the defense. They've got Melvin Gordon back there, Hunter Henry, Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen, and Mike Williams all around Tyrod or Justin Herbert. So either way, they can. And uh, Keenan Allen is an easy a thousand yard receiver every single year that he isn't injured. Um, defense, 
they needed that linebacker help. They went and got it with the Kenneth Murray draft. Derwin James will be back in the secondary, and I think he should be out there in discussion for top three safeties in the league. And it's just, I think, I think that's where it is. And I like to put them at the number five spot. I think that everybody's sleeping on them, but we need to, we need to pay attention. So I want to capitalize the entire, every letter in this word. Wrong. Okay. Are you okay over there, Mr. Zizzy? You're having a lot of hot takes. Okay. First of all, the Raiders, better than the Chargers. The Chiefs, of course, we know that they're better. And the Denver Broncos are even better than the Chargers. I don't think they win. They win one you, out of their division. Broncos with Drew Locke at quarterback and washed up Bob Miller. I do not want to hear that. I mean, they also go. They get Jerry Judy, right? They have you know, potentially one of the better receivers. Yeah, the draft. I'll give you that. But Drew, Drew Locke, the man that sits around and raps on the bench and gets caught <laughs> now. I, you know, I just, I mean, I'm not saying the Broncos are good, you know, by any means. They're not a top tier. They're better than the NFL. Chargers? What, you what? But I think they're better than the Chargers. I'm not oh, all for them. I think the best thing to happen to that team was Phillip Rivers. And now that he's gone, the, Argonne, the Chargers are Phillip Rivers team. is going to go to Indianapolis and show why he's a washed up. <laughs> I mean, I agree, but he kept the Chargers relevant. I just don't think the Chargers have the pieces, the elite pieces, to be a top five team in the AFC. That last year. What? I said he took them out of every game last year. That's the only reason they weren't relevant last year. I mean, whatever you want to say, at the, I'm just going to end this. Point with this. You are completely. Interceptions late in the games. What do you mean? It was because of him that they lost. You said that he carried them. Get out of here. I, I'm a big fan of Philip Rivers. Always have been. Uh, uh, the thing is, their the division is too too tough. They do not have the elite pieces. It's not even a top, you know, person after position. Kenan Allen might be in debate there because I'm a big fan of him. But they do not have the elite pieces to be a top five team in the AFC. Maybe making the playoffs with the new, like, playoff format. You know, they're sending in uh, two teams for, the, like, the wild card, uh, et cetera. But, like, crazy. I don't know what else to say. I just, they don't have the elite pieces. Uh, say what you want. I think you're discredited. You're discrediting a lot of the pieces on that team. And if Melvin Gordon can return to form again, they are a real threat, especially on the offensive end, because Tyrod Taylor's a dual court, dual threat quarterback, and he's better than people give him credit for. I agree, but he's not a top-five quarterback in the AFC. Uh, I mean, he doesn't have to be when the rest of the team around him is good. <sighs> All righty, Zizzy. Uh, we're going to leave it at this hot take here. We went a little bit longer, but, you know, we were excited. We're excited to, you know, finally get after it, you know, talk some sports here and there. Um, I will put these episodes together um, because we had to, you know, uh, get yeah. out of one and put it back yeah. together. But we'll just, you know, jump right in. But uh, any last words? I thought it was a really good en- uh, session today. Yeah, no. Lo- love the energy. Love the enthusiasm. Great first episode. I hope everyone enjoys it, that hears it. And uh, we'll put it together, fix it up, and see you all on episode two. Oh, yeah. We're going to come be spitting some more things at each other and take more of these hot takes that Zizzy has. Almost hotter than mine, but you know, uh, <laughs> we're good to go. Alrighty, everyone, stay right, safe man. and uh, see you next week. See you.